Welcome to The Future of Work, a podcast exploring the revolutionary trends, technologies, and mindsets that are shaping the way we approach the workplace. So no matter where you are working from or what your role is, pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the future of work. On today's episode, our host, Reed Hyatt, CEO and co-founder of the Hybrid Work Solution Tactic, sits down with Blaine Dudgeon to talk about his experience and success managing a hybrid workforce. Now, Blaine is an associate manager of talent success at Ultradent Products Incorporated, and he played a key role in helping Ultradent rank in the top 10 of Forbes' best workplaces in manufacturing in the year 2021. He has some great insights that are incredibly valuable for any manager looking for ways to improve their company culture, attract new talent, and better connect with their team. Again, Blaine, we're really excited to have you on the show, kind of pick your brain and see what what you're doing that's working so well at Ultradent. Um, This is, uh, I I think it just sounds like, you know, just from the little bit that I've heard that that you guys are really have figured out this whole hybrid work and how to manage it and how to how to keep employees happy. Um, And so, you know, with that said, obviously a ton has changed over the past two years. And I'm curious, what's what's the secret sauce? What's the magic that that you've done at Ultradent um, to just make it effective? And kind of an additional question to that is what was initially the reaction that that Ultradent had when the shutdown first occurred. Uh, yeah. Uh, first, thanks for having me on and, and, and inviting me to, to come and, and speak with you guys. Uh, uh, I would say, man, the secret sauce, uh, I think you'll hear it from a lot of other places too, but ad- adaptability. Um, I think Ultradent prides itself on its ability to adapt, to, to kind of roll and, and ebb and flow with everything that's been going on. Um, and, uh, that's not an, an easy thing. Uh, so yeah, we're a manufacturer. We're not a, a strictly, uh, you know, an office or tech kind of company. We have, we have a blended workforce. We have people that have to be on site manufacturing our product. And then we have a level of leadership too, that has to be there on site to support. Um, and so we have people that are kind of right there in that middle ground, um, of, uh, of of on site versus remote and managing both people on site and managing people remotely. Um, so uh, when this first initially hit us, when when uh, I mean everybody was affected by the pandemic, when this first initially hit, uh, remote work really wasn't something that was a part of us. Uh, it wasn't as much on on our radar. Um, we, we kind of had some, I think, old school mentality of, you know, you work on site We're we're, we have a lot of good values in our company. We, we, we have kind of a family feel. Um, and, and I think that kind of extended into, you know, you work on site, you work together, there's quality and there's, there's good, uh, uh, performance and production that comes from that. Um, but our values and our adaptability is kind of what led us to when the pandemic pandemic hit really hard was. Um, to make the choice to move to more hybrid and, and more remote uh, work, we uh, our our core values are we have care and quality and integrity, and recognizing when the pandemic hit that um, we couldn't provide a quality workspace, you know, a safe workplace for people um, with with everybody on site, and so they pushed very quickly to move uh, as many people that could uh, remotely. 
so then there's less people on site. It helps to protect and keep people safe that have to be on site. And also the people that, that don't have to be uh, keeps them safe. It allows them to stay home and, you know, and to be safe uh, at home, allow them to social distance. Um, and those decisions say that were affected by uh, kind of our core values there, care, quality, and integrity being some of them. Um, so yeah, so really, I mean, it was, it was very quick. It was very, I remember it because I was actually sick with the flu two days before. Um, and I was about to come back into the office. I was like, I was messaging my leader saying, Hey, I'm coming back in. And I get this, don't come in, don't come in. We're sending everybody home. Uh, we're going to be working from home right now. And it was, it was almost like coming back and like, there was all of a sudden a giant fire going on, but uh, but it, it our leadership is great and they addressed it very quickly, um, and so we we immediately started working from home uh, and, and uh, kind of started adjusting from there. And that said, being able to adapt, we had a lot of things to learn very quickly, but I think we were able to adapt, um, and that helped us to find a lot more success with this kind of new uh, new work. new new way of working. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. yeah. No, that's uh, that that is something that we've seen. Typically, companies that do have strong core values have an identity and consciously invest in that identity and those those core values. Typically, have been able to weather the storm, if you will, and and really come out of this almost stronger, um, just with all the changes that have happened. Um, and you know, one of the other things that we've seen, just you know, as as uh, as we've gotten further into uh, just just further down the road since the shutdown is. Um, Employee engagement is is something that is is huge, um, and typically, I think most most organizations, most most individuals, even employees, took it for granted the ability to, on a daily basis, interact with their coworkers, and that's something that um, that just that just doesn't happen as frequently, or has to be a little bit more coordinated. Isn't as natural, just uh, you know, just with people having some more flexibility that uh, we hadn't had prior to the pandemic. And I'm curious. Um, what are some of the struggles that that UltraNet has had regarding you know talent development and employee engagement in a hybrid office? And piggybacking on that question, what are some things that you've done to implement to implement at UltraNet that have helped kind of overcome some of these struggles and and help retain that intention and that engagement? Uh, yeah, I think the the first thing, I mean, honestly, the first hurdle that we faced. Uh, going remote was just connecting with people. Um, just, you know, the first thing of engagement, honestly, is just have that kind of connection with um, with somebody. Um, and so we, we very quickly learned how to uh, utilize our technology a lot better. Um, before, for somebody that wanted to contact us in HR, it would be just walk into the HR office and, and find somebody who's there. Uh, now we had to train people and teach people. This is how you get a hold of us. This is how you can reach us. Uh, but it, it opened more options. That's awesome. Actually, you know, we could message each other. They could they could call us through our computers. They could video call us. We were um, when we did an assessment kind of evaluation after the first year. Um, we had a lot of leaders and a lot of people in the company actually say that for our department for HR, we were the most accessible. That they have ever experienced, <laughs> and these are people that have been with us for for decades. We ha we have some really long tenured people and, and some leaders that have really been around, um, and they're saying this is the most accessible that that HR has ever been, and, and other departments as well. And it was really we just we we had a constraint. We had this, you know, we were no longer in the office, but uh, um, we, we learned to adapt and what we need to do and start utilizing technology more. 
Um, but then it, with that, it was just more more for driving engagement was uh, then utilizing that technology and utilizing new tools. Um, with my role within our talent success team, um, our focus is on engagement and, and development. Um, and so it had us to, to learn, we had to learn how to connect better with the leaders um, and provide them the tools because they were all of a sudden more of our resource on how we uh, support employees and support people. Um, so we had a couple things happen. We had a, our, our learning development manager created a tool um, that assessed our, our it, was a, it was a skills assessment, it was a talent assessment. We could see the potential, um, uh, we would look at a position and see what the risk was um, and kind of would we assess a score to it. And that's, it was looking at risks like, um, you know, do we have any internal replacements? Do we have anybody developing towards that? What is the, uh, the recruiting strategy like? Is it difficult to recruit for? How much uh, institutional knowledge will this role have? So she created a tool for managers to use uh, and, and assess that. And then that helped uh, us on the talent success team work with those leaders, you know, saying, hey, this is a position at risk. Let's, um, I don't know, let's look at who's available on your team. Who can we develop? Who's interested in developing towards this role? And, and these tools like were, were coming out because, you know, we had this constraint of we had to use technology more. We weren't together anymore before we could just go see people and talk to people. Um, and it kind of just done, I think, more on a grassroots kind of style. But this this caused us to be more to use technology more to be a bit more analytical, use some data, use some, um, you know, some of that behind us. And then um, and then I think the other thing for as far as engagement goes, is just adapting. Um, everybody is different. Some people like. Uh, the remote style work. Some people like myself, uh, I mean, working in HR, we're, we're mostly people, people. We like to, to yeah. work with people face to face. Um, and so we found different ways to kind of engage with each other and then encourage that through other teams. Uh, we, we would meet as our HR team. Uh, we would do silly things over phone or video calls and video conferences. We do like little virtual get togethers and things like that just to try to to help keep our team strong and keep our team together. So it, it was uh, kind of more on that adapting side, you know, what, what did we need? We needed a bit more engagement. We needed to be able to talk a bit more. Yeah. Um, other teams, not as much, but, uh, but it's just adapting to those needs. Yeah, no, that, that, that totally makes sense. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like the first, the first core thing that you guys did really was, was look at communication and say, okay, clearly we're not going to be sitting next to each other anymore. You know how let's let's define how we're going to communicate. You know, both as a team, as a company, and then if there were gaps, you know, what what technology is available to you know to make this even easier and help us connect. And then um, that was paired with a really conscious effort on on everyone's part, really, in the organization to to drive engagement with you know some of these these other activities, which I think is really cool. Um, it's uh, it's something that we've seen um, with some other companies, companies that really kind of define. Um, what communication looks like in the hybrid workplace, what's, you know, and, and make that a reality and make it part of their culture. They, they've, you know, they have seen a lot of engagement and they haven't seen a big drop off um, in, in people just chatting and connecting and, and being on the same page. Um, yeah. And, and I, I said, we have to struggle with it too, because yeah. I mean, while we're trying to connect with people remotely, we still have people on site that we're also trying to, to, to connect with. Um, and that, you know, and finding ways to kind of do both. We, 
because uh, we offer, we have a program called Ultra Lead, which is kind of our, our leadership training program. Um, and and with the with the changes, we're moving more hybrid and more remote. As we uh, we pivoted, that was an in class training, and, and they shift. We shifted that to a virtual training um, that allowed people on site and, and virtually to to uh, participate. Um, and so it was kind of adjusting to a lot of those kind of different needs. Um, but it opened up. I said it opened up a lot more opportunities. So that opened up more opportunities to really connect to uh, some of our people that. Um, have already been kind of remote. Our, our sales force that is spread throughout the country, um, some of our international uh, offices and stuff. It's it's helped us connect better with those different places, and I said and open new opportunities. So, yeah, that that that's so cool to hear. And honestly, it kind of it kind of makes me want to ask you. So, the Great Resignation, right? That's something I think most most of us have heard about, and it's a it's a hot topic right now. Um, and clearly, Ultranet has done a lot of things right just in the past two years to again you know just to 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 reference some of the accolades in the past year you know ninth in forbes great places to work in manufacturing and uh great work great place to work certified in 2021 which i think is really really cool um and i'm curious clearly that's the, the great resignation is something that you guys are aware of just with some of the initiatives and the things that you're doing as an organization uh have you seen have you seen um these programs, these different things that you're doing, uh, impact employer retention and, and improve it relative to kind of what what we're seeing across the board on average. Uh, yeah, uh, we've we've seen I think some good success with it, and, and I said the Great Resignation. I mean, it's a topic that's being constantly thrown around. Uh, we hear it in a lot of different places, and uh, uh, so it's something that we we've been aware of. Um, you know, I, I really what it is for us, it just means there's more competition in the marketplace. I, I you know, to be clear, I have because I see it all over social media, you know, your your uncle or your, your, your family. That's like, you know, nobody wants to work this great resignation, which really it's not that people don't want to work. It's that people are finding uh, better opportunities elsewhere. Um, part of my role with our talent team is is uh, I do all of our exit interviews. Um, you know, and, and, and when somebody is leaving, they're usually leaving because they have a better opportunity or better offer elsewhere. Um, you know, and that's, that's part of somebody's journey. There's, you know, we understand that, uh, at Ultradent, like that is somebody, their, their employee journey is, uh, might lead them away from us, but that's okay. Um, as long as we supported them, they brought their, their skill set to us. And when we gave them opportunity to develop, um, you know, that's okay. That's something we understand. Um, but yeah, but we, um, we push for those, those, that certification, the great place to work certification. We're, we're trying to push for that again this year and then reaching fortunes, uh, number nine on their manufacturing that it's, it's virtually, they said it was virtually unheard of, but that was our first time, um, doing the great place to work and stuff. And that gets us into these other lists. And they said that this is the first time it's, it's almost impossible for a company on their first time to break the top 10 of any list. And so it it was it was something like though that we already knew about ourselves like we we knew we we knew people like our, our employees appreciated our 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 culture and our values and, and now everybody else gets to hear about it um but yeah but so and that's I think that's part of our retention strategy for uh you know things like the great re um resignation is um is people understand the value that they get when they come to work at Ultradent 
Um, and it's being able to, you know, part of that is just being able to adapt to the needs of, of what people need and say when somebody is leaving when they're with this great resignation, they're leaving to go to something better. And so we keep an eye on that of, you know, are we offering the, the best support, the best benefits, the best balance? You know, there's always going to be competition out there. There's always going to be something someplace that might pay a little bit better. But is the full value they're getting from us something that um, that keeps them and helps retain them. Um, and, and I think we do that well. I think we, we, we're looking at development opportunities for people. Uh, right now I'm working with one of our learning development specialists to develop career pathways for uh, our production workers, basically. So our entry-level production workers, we're working on finding ways for them to, how do they develop into the company uh, further, you know, so you start with us as a production worker, you have opportunities and you have options. You can grow as we grow, um, as you, as you work hard and, and live our values. Um, that is awesome. I love that. I, I really do. I think that that, I, I think that that's, that's honestly, I think a huge reason why people leave. It's not just, you know, it's not, it's, it's that people are looking to grow. And so if they, if they understand that, Hey, I can grow it here you know, I'm not limited in my growth, um, then they're, they're much, you know, much more likely to, to, to stay because they know that they can become, you know, the, the, the working professional that they want to become. They don't have to leave um, in order to do that, which I think is fantastic. Um, okay, so uh, I think you've already, you've already shared a ton of really helpful, helpful uh, advice for, for people, really not just in the manufacturing space, but, but you know, really in any industry. Um, but I'm curious, do you have any advice specifically with your role in talent management uh, for companies that that are moving to, you know, this this hybrid way of work? Maybe they already have, but um, there is some challenges that it, it's just not quite as smooth. They, they're struggling with that employee engagement. Do you have any, you know, I don't want to call it quick fixes, but any advice that you would say, hey, you should you should start here and kind of build on this? Uh, yeah, Um I thought about this and there's there's really only two things and, and I I think I've kind of mentioned them already. Um one is let your values guide your decisions. Um we we I think we heard a bit more during the summer and, and some last year of when people are returning to the workplace. Um and and you know, if people liked working at home, they didn't want to go back into the workplace. And we, there's, there's quite a few articles that were written in big companies that were saying, you know, you have the to office is to dead. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And those, yeah, there's other conversations going on and saying, no, like the office work life is, is gone. And, um, you know, and, and for us, uh, we, we've let our values guide our decisions. You know, I said, our core values are, are integrity, care, quality. We have hard work and innovation. Um, and when deciding to whether continue to, to stay remote or to hybrid or come back in the office, we looked at those values and our decisions had to back up, had to be backed by those values. Uh, so, so after the pandemic, um, I mean, especially this last summer, we moved to a hybrid style. So I was into the office once or twice a week. Uh, we had a rotating schedule so that we had HR, um, um, presence on site. Um, but then we still we're still adaptable. We we had higher spikes of, of COVID in, in Utah here, so we um, decided to go back to being fully remote just to be safe and to protect people. And um, but every decision we've made it has been backed by our values. And, and that's helpful, especially when if it's a difficult decision. It, you know, 
you're telling if you're telling people to come back into the office, there has to be a strong reason why, um, and it, not just based on numbers, but people want to people need to feel it. And, and I think having strong core values that guide your decisions helps you with that. Um, the other thing I would say, uh, managing a hybrid workforce, especially with with developing people within the talent success world, uh, is just being adaptable. Uh, you have to kind of be fluid right now. Um, there's always new challenges that are coming up. Um, and, and say for us, one of our values is innovation. We've continued to find ways to innovate. And it's not just innovation for us. It doesn't mean just new products or, or you know new services or anything like that that we offer. Innovation for us is just new ways of doing things. Um, we're, we're open to new opportunities and wherever they might come from. And so continuing to adapt. We you know, it's, I was just saying, you know, just saying we, we were in the office for a bit. No, we're not right now. Uh, we'll probably go back into the office when cases go down and it's safer to do so. Um, but we're going to continue to do things like that. We're going to continue to adapt to the situation. Um, the other way with adapting too is, is we recognize that people enjoyed working from home and we still, <clears throat> and then we saw that people um, were still productive and still performed well working from home. But they had a better, you know, life balance with that. We, my wife and I, we we had our first kid during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> Congratulations! That, thank you. That was that was a life changer. He's almost two now, and um, uh, you know, but it was so great working. Honestly, it was great working from home when he was born because, uh, you know, I could help support my wife. I could, you know, if I needed to help her for a few minutes or. You know, I could still work, I could stop and help, and I could still be close with him and be connected with him in those first early months and early stages of life. It was amazing. Um, and my story is not, you know, the only one. We have a lot of other employees that um, have had similar things. I was on a call last week with one of our uh, IT leaders, and, and he was a few minutes late to the call, and he says he was like, "I'm so sorry, my my uh, my kid, his kids were were doing school from home, and." you know, kids have issues and there is a computer issue and kids fighting. So like I had to help my wife for a few minutes with this situation. And I love that. I was like, I love that you can, you can help your family be supportive of your family um, and still be able to, to be doing your work. And so there's no problem with that. And I, I think having that opportunity now has been a real, um, people have really enjoyed that. They appreciated that. Um, and so we've, we've followed our values and, and adapted to that to allow people to have that balance a lot more. So those are the two things. They have, you know, let values guide your decision. Uh, that helps you to explain your decisions and back your decisions and then just continue to be adaptable with all the changing circumstances. Yeah, I love I, I, I love both of both of those those pieces of advice. Um, I particularly love the, the values one because I, I think it's it's honestly it's applicable to every phase of the business, but what it does is it creates alignment across the organization. When you have a workforce that truly believes and knows your company's core values, you're more likely, and, and you base real decisions off of those core values, you're more likely to see an alignment in decision-making um, across and throughout the organization. Yeah, I mean, it's every decision you make. Uh, for us, it's been like, you know, everything. What technology you use, what tools you use, it, it, you know, it's allowed us to explore more and more options um, you know, it's, you know, how we handle people going in and out of work. We, I mean, we set up, uh, for our hybrid workforce, you know, people coming inside, we just, we set up, um, uh, uh, people could reserve desk space. We don't have, uh, you know, identified offices. We have a few for upper management and stuff, but, uh, 
but, uh, but you can go in, you can reserve an office space or a desk space and stuff. And it was just ways to help communicate when you were coming on site. And it's just, you know, and so it was when we were deciding what tools to use, we were, we were going, basing it off our values and then adapting to the needs that we had. So, yeah, I, I, I love that. It sounds like, it sounds like, uh, Sounds like you, the, those accolades last year were well, well, were well earned. So, um, and I have one last question for you. This is kind of uh, looking into the crystal ball a little bit, but again, tons of changes over the past two years. I personally think that we're just at, you know, we're just at the beginning. I think that this is really the last two years have been an opportunity to kind of just reevaluate everything in the workplace. And I think that we've seen a ton of new technologies, a ton of new things come out of you know, of the pandemic that we experienced. And, and I think we're going to continue to see things evolve. And I'm curious, um, Blaine, what is, what is your prediction? What does the workplace look like five to 10 years from now? Uh, my predictions, man, I'm not a good fortune teller here. Um, five, 10 years from now, I think, I mean, we're going to continue pushing technology. Uh, I think people are going to continue finding remote work uh, an opportunity. Um, I know you have you have some on that side of uh, I know Zuckerberg talked about the the, the metaverse and, and virtual uh, workspaces and things. And I think we will push more towards that direction. Um, but my other side of me, uh, my background is is in uh, actually community recreation. And and so I do. I'm, I'm very connected with people. I like working, working with people side by side. Um, I like some of that physical interaction. Um, and, and there's need for it too. There's a lot of science that backs back up um, that that need for physical interaction. Um, so I think we'll continue pushing towards the side. Uh, I think we'll also realize how important hybrid is, or finding better ways to connect with people. Um, you know, people's values might shift a little bit on how they want to connect. And so I think we'll we'll continue pushing towards that side. And I think companies need to adapt to the to the virtual side and and, and the technology side. Um, but still remember that you, you know, I think having connections and sometimes physical connections with people is important. There's, you have companies like ours where we have that blended workforce and that is important um, because we do have people on site and we have people remotely. Um, so I think we'll find a balance within that within the next five to 10 years. But I think we will push a lot more, more virtually. Um, I think we'll hit a point where we're like, well, we still need to. to to see each other face to face every once in a while, and like I said, it might be it might be less that we have that physical contact and stuff, but it will still I think it'll still be there. But it'll be based on you know situation by situation, company by company, and people needing to adapt. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, Blaine, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for for coming on with us. Honestly, I it's uh, it's clear that that you you have been very adaptable, you have been very people focused and you guys have come up with a solution at Ultradent that has really just not only, you know, weathered the storm, but actually made made Ultradent an even better place to work than it was pre-pandemic, which I think is phenomenal. So thank you so much for, for, for jumping on with us today. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Tactic, the hybrid work solution of the future. Tactic will help your team enjoy all of the benefits of a flexible workplace while taking care of the less enjoyable challenges. Let's make work better together. Get your free trial today at gettactic.com forward slash future.